Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, the Star Trek podcast. Cast, cast, cast. It's echoey in here. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Very uh, My name is Caitlin and joining me today are... I'm Jake. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Uh, and Ames. Good to see you, Jake. Yeah, Jake, how are you doing? <laughs> James is here too. Oh no, does oh, that my mean God. Shut up, shut up, James. <laughs> no one cares you're here. And apparently Renee Aubergine was here also. Uh, <laughs> All right, that was also pretty good. Fine, fine. fine. Our, our surrogate Jake can stay. Uh, but our actual Jake is... Our actual Jake is feverish and hallucinating upstairs. He'll be fine. Oh, I mean, let's, let's, <laughs> let's say what it really is. He was on the shitter for so long, he formed a vacuum seal and can't get off. No, that was me earlier today, and that's why I was late picking Chris up. <laughs> I hope that's true. We all wish Jake the best. We had to crowbar me off. It's true. No, no. no, I just felt really not well. So oh, it was man, good. it was it's good. A, it's a bad time for feeling right now. Yeah, it's all well, the coronavirus, was, which oh god, I'm sure has killed everyone by the time that this episode goes live. Except for Chris. Chris is the one person left alive. Chris is Madagascar, still, still editing our stupid podcast. <laughs> Put while the world no collapses around him. Anyway, so yeah, so we have no Jake, but we do have a James. Yay, James! Hello! And uh, anyway, so we're here to talk. Uh, it's episode 163. Oh, hot Woo! damn! Yeah! And we're going to talk about two, I almost said TNG, but no, TNG 2 DS9 episodes. Shadow Play and Playing God. A lot of or playing. as I said, Shadow Playing God. I know. Oh. Yeah. It's a portmanteau. I have 10 portmanteaus. is shadow play god way too much shit happened in this episode we find out that odo is a virgin uh don't virgin shame odo i'm I not totally missed that. i didn't say he was i said did i say <laughs> fucking loser i just said odo's a virgin okay james thinks odo's a loser uh, no never uh so yeah odo's a virgin jake doesn't want to be in starfleet o'brien was a disappointment to his parents too and keiko well we knew that already Quark may or may not be up to some naughty business, but... Uh, may or may not. That, well, that's I mean, he always too is. Vague. But uh, Odo and Dax are going to, I don't know, investigate some bullshit, and they get captured by uh, the, uh, the the gent who plays Inspector Klemp. Klemp? Kemp. Kemp. Inspector... Let me... Inspector Gadget? Captured by Inspector Gadget. Who's uh, Inspector Kemp? Uh, oh. From Young Frankenstein. Have you ever seen it? Have. I he's don't know footsteps, footsteps, footsteps. footsteps. He's been one, a very long time. Yeah, he's the one who's like he's like the German. He's like the or Transylvanian, I guess. This was the guy that played Coleus. He was the guy that played the uh, I can't remember their names. Rur- but the, Rur- Rur- the the inspector. So not the, the old man, the like guy that has them at gunpoint briefly. Coleus. Okay, okay yeah, Coleus. Coleus. He was also. Have you seen the producers more recently? No. The original. Okay. I've never seen. Who is that? Who is he? He's the Nazi. He's the Nazi that actually writes mm. Springtime. I've, right? o- I've only seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm with the producers. Sadly, I think he's probably dead by then. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. I think he pa- anyway. But yes, Kenneth Mars. I was very excited. So he's captured, and uh, turns out there's lots of people disappearing in this little village. They first, I think, sort of think maybe like Odo and Dax are doing it, but obviously not. And they discover that there's like, uh, nobody in the village has ever gone anywhere except for the village. And so they go to check out the outskirts of town. And what do you know? Some of the stuff that they brought from the village disappears when they cross a certain threshold. And, Including uh, part of a little girl. And a little girl who's with them also her arm disappears but it comes back when she pulls it back so she's cool but the reason why that happens is it turns out is that the whole village is uh, holograms oh no they're all holograms except how, how for... do they take this news uh you know surprisingly well i know <laughs> all right well we'll just have to live learn to live as holograms <laughs> what the fuck i wrote down that line it's fucking hilarious it's great um and uh, they're so gung ho about being holograms. Holo holograms. And yeah. 
They pronounce it strange. They did. It's true. Well, they're, they're holograms. They don't know. Holograms. It's difficult for them. They've probably never heard of a hologram yeah. until this time because they were just like, all right, let's just leave out this this information so they're never suspicious. Turns out that uh, this hol- hologram village was made by, is it Rurigan? Yep. And he did it because he, like, lost his home to the Dominion. Bum, bum, bum! Yep, the heard Dan- of them. Dominion. Yeah. We've heard of them. And at first... They're trying to like reset it to fix it so that they get the lost to people back. It. Yes, uh, and he's just like, just fuck it. I'm a stupid old man. I'm dying anyway. And Odo's like, oh, you care about the people? And they ultimately decide to reset it, and it works, and all the missing people are back, and everybody's happy except for Kira, who's back home, about to get totally fucking plowed by uh, Barayo. Thank you. Bar- her what, boyfriend. Bar- what is it? Is it Baraya? Baraya. 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 Father went away. Yeah, no, I can't remember what his name is. Baraya. So she's about to she's about to bump uglies with Baraya after they played some, I wrote down the name of the game. Spring it was Ball. Like Spring Ball. Yeah. There's lots of blank ball games in this, this series. We did like Racquetball and baseball and <laughs> I like that. you're like you know these ball like they're all gonna be fictional and the first two your list are both real. No, but th- I'm just saying that there's like an obsession with balls in this game or this show is all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, blue balls. Um, so oh no, that's that's next week. Next week is blue balls. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so she cock blocks herself with Brielle because she realizes that it's all too suspicious and too convenient that he just happens to be on the space station while. Quark is trying to make crime with his cousin. Well, he, he was specifically invited to give the speech by a guy that owed Quark money. That's what tips her off. Well, whatever. Anyway, so she's like, um, it's been really nice making out with you. Bye. And she doesn't even catch him in the act. They've already gotten away with what they were doing, I think, basically. And she didn't even get the D. I know. She got no D. Well, that's her own, again. That's her own fault. I would have just been like, listen... Odo never needs to know. Yeah. A couple too many plots in this episode. Oh, this, yeah. This episode and the next one when we talk about it, like, so Star Trek usually does, like, the A, B, sometimes C plot yeah. structure, where there's, like, the main plot, there'll be a side plot, and then there might be, like, a tertiary tiny thing. Yeah, something to add a little extra time. These two episodes, like, they're almost all on equal footing. So there's just like disagree. six. There's Hard like six disagree. C plots no, going on. No, next the the second episode. There's like one point two five plots, and yeah. neither of them are interesting. <laughs> yeah. If they had spread out some of these extra plots to the second episode, they might have saved it from yeah, being you such shit. Totally could have jettisoned the C plot from this episode. Is that the Jake Cisco Which doesn't want to go to yeah. Starfleet? That, yeah, because that's one that spends they spend the least time on. So I consider that yeah. the C yeah. plot. And there's barely an arc. It's. Hey, go work with O'Brien. He, we need new engineers because O'Brien's the only fucking one. Thanks, Jake. And then he's like, but well, I don't want to actually be in, in Starfleet, which he has a, a revelation with O'Brien because that's O'Brien's job too. Well, <laughs> helping other characters have revelations. Well, you know why? Because Jake's like, I don't want to be O'Brien when I go. Yeah. <laughs> Bad example, man. <laughs> I do love, though, that, like, you know, Jake, we discussed this before, like, Jake is a nice counterpoint to Wesley in that he's just... He's normal. Yes. But he's yeah. also not a fucking idiot. Except in this he's episode. He's also very nice. Yeah. He's a nice boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. But he's dating a Dalbo girl, which is a little weird. But oh, that's this episode? Yeah, when does that come up? That's next episode. Or maybe later. Fine. But, okay, but, sorry. It has 1.33 plots because see, we get... several plots. But... It doesn't. You know... Next so, episode has one plot. But yeah, normally Jake isn't stupid. He's just normal. But I found it funny that he's having trouble remembering what four different colors stood for. It's like, white's this, blue's that. I can't get it! It's just like, write it down. Just you don't need to memorize it. Just write it down. That's true. Or ask really the care. computer. Are there just like no more paper? Is there no more paper in the future? Nope. Well, no, whatever. Like, Fucking write it down on your fucking iPad 304X, Jake. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about it being a counterpoint to Wesley is this was, because this was concurrent with TNG, this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that was around the time when Wesley was like big into the Starfleet stuff, like the Academy and things like that. I'm pretty sure Wesley was gone Maybe? by now. Yeah. Well, if anything, this may have been around season seven when he does, does his whole helping, you know, Indigenous people thing, oh, yeah. Possibly. His vision quest, yes. But yeah, like that, I feel like was like uh, this. You could have cut this, we would have been fine. Yeah. Kind of would have been nice to maybe actually 
have that be like a proper B plot somewhere. And the C plots, whenever there's a C plot, it's almost always like it's like an afterthought. Yeah, it's like there's not yeah. actually an arc. There's just a one a one thing that has to happen, and that's all that happens. It's like you said. It feels like what happens is they make an episode. And you're like, fuck, we are like exactly three minutes short. Come up or, with a C plot. Or oh, well, we have we have a great Odo and who was he with Dax? Dax. Odo yeah. and Dax doing a thing. We have a great. Kira, Bang, and Burial. We have all these other characters in the show we need to do something with. Yeah. We need Cisco to have a moment with his son. We have Miles to have a moment with Cisco's son. The we only person who's willing to talk with him at the time. Quark, have a moment with Cisco's son. And everyone's going to talk to Cisco's son today uh, because we don't have anything to do with these fucking characters. Did, did Quark actually talk? No. Jake? I was going to yeah, say, I was, I was like, like, I don't like, remember yeah, that. I'm like, joking. Oh, I'm awesome. hilarious. You are hilarious. I'm also very feverish, I'm... so that's great. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Why are you sitting near me? I keep I... licking your beverage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop. So I think I think the Jake thing, like um, the Jake conversation stuff, we're probably good on. We can talk about the other points. But one thing that was cool that I, that I a little detail I enjoyed is when Miles was talking about his father. Mm. He was like, this is something my dad said. He like threw in, like, a much heavier accent. Yes! This is, this is uh, something my dad dude. said. Miles, you're a fucking disappointment. I, I like, I actually have a note on that, and I was kind of wondering if maybe, it would be funny if Cole Meany was actually impersonating his own father or something. I wouldn't be surprised. To Everybody's be got a nice. voice for their dad. But look, they like, I'm Jake's dad. I like, his, uh, I like that James uh, declares a thing over, but is like, but let me get the last word in. You know what? I'd like to talk I, more about well, it. Right, because... Absolutely. Uh, Chris, as Chris pointed out uh, earlier, he O'Brien talks about playing the cello, and that's cool because we saw him play the cello that one time. Oh, that's true. Back on yeah. TNG, so that that is all Chris. I had nothing to do with that, but I just wanted to have one more point because James, you're not the fucking boss of me. Yeah, well, anyway, fine. the point the point that I know, like um, the writer James, shut up. Wow, he's a good Jake. Listen to him. <laughs> yeah, he talks over me all the goddamn time. Uh, no, the the theme that the writer Robert Hewitt Wolf liked to stress is saying, "Oh yeah, all three various plots and or however many plots are in this goddamn 83. thing, fifteen plots. Uh, they're all themed around stories about the unreality of appearances." To which I say, "That's a fucking stretch, Robbie." Yes, Jesus. it is. Yeah. Oh, but you'd think. Cisco would or uh, Jake would really want to be part of Starfleet, but that's only an appearance. It's not the reality. It's not an appearance. I was never under He's, that impression. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I actually thought we already knew that he didn't want to be in Starfleet, which is why I was like, "Oh no!" He's never had shown any interest at all. He's just shown interest in being a boy and yeah. uh, teaching Dabo girls about how to love. Yeah, yeah. But all <laughs> I was thinking about etym- etymology or You're whatever the fuck. Usually thinking about entomology. Entomology. Yeah, that's true. Bugs on the brain always. <laughs> B plot or A plot now? Let's go B plot and work our way to the A plot. Yeah. Which the A plot, I, I, the A plot, I think, is kind of interesting. So let's cross off the B plot while we're here. So in assuming that the B plot is the not getting the D plot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I did yeah. like, you know, that, that with Odo out of town, Kira sort of defaults to, I'll be the one to harass Quark. That seems <laughs> fairly logical. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, you know... Yeah, there wasn't yeah. a ton that happened in this plot. The thing- there wasn't an actual arc or anything yeah. interesting. It was just, oh, let's see if Kira figures out why Beryl's here. Oh, she right. did. Let's see well, if she how- was- Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to, like, it's, it's like, nothing really happened. It was just, like, yeah. you know, Kira, Kira gets distracted by a pretty face. Well, and then- and thank, mean, God, that, thank God that his sweet talk game is shit. Because he's like, oh, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. What's his name told me that you were going to be here. Did you know? I was especially invited by so and so. Oh, la, 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 la. Yeah, did you and then know like, that he's a debt to Quark? It's like, what kind of talk? I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I'm getting wet. Stop, Brile. Brile, whatever the <laughs> well, name is. What's his name? Brile. Brile. That doesn't, that's a fucking dumb name, man. What it was is Kira goes, like, I'll have to thank this guy especially for inviting you. And then he says, oh, well, he's going to move to Bajor. He fancies himself a Dabo player. And she went, wait a minute, what? Oh, what now? Um, no, it's happening just, like, just like Caitlin said. <laughs> uh, I, it was nice to see Beryl written, because I know I complained previously that like I felt like maybe his actor was a bit bland. I mean, well, that's how he's being written. It's like, well, yeah, we'll see if he's ever written not... And yes, when he's written not bland, he actually does seem to have a personality. So, good on the actor. I retract anything bad I said about him previously. You thought he had a personality? I thought he was pretty bland. And he had more personality than he has in his... All of his previous appearances. Really? Oh, yeah. He seemed exactly the same to me in this episode. Yeah. 
Although, what you would think, all this build up, and we didn't even get to fucking see Spring Ball. Like, That's true. What the fuck? I did like Kira's little outfit. That's what you could have done. You know what? Instead of having this whole pointless C plot, we could have seen some Spring Ball. Yeah, but then they would have had to have invented Spring Ball, which I assume is just like tennis, but you're on those moon shoes. Oh, I was going to say trampolines. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, well, I mean, then you're either breaking your neck or an ankle. So, yeah, you know, both. Why not? It's a very dangerous uh, sport. It's a blood sport. It's, it's like Parisi Squares. Parisi Squares really just sounds like it should be a board game. So every time I remember that it's like this hyper-violent thing, I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense. It sounds like it's Go or something. The Cones of um, Dunsha. So I, so is that everything we have about that? Yeah, about the B, no D plot? I thought it was so, kind of cute that Quark just happened to like understand that Kira wanted to. That's true bang this dude he, he is a bit more shrewd dude he's really good at knowing people's yeah. shit he, he, oh yeah he like he like trades in secrets or some shit right yeah it was, it was just kind of, i don't know it was just kind of surprising and like and also it was kind of like for a distraction that's actually a pretty nice way to go about yeah, it no, really it was... like you know it's like i'll bring someone you like on board how about that instead of being I like mean, i'll even, blow up part of the ship and even, you'll be real busy even if it's because they invited him to like give a speech on the prophets or some bullshit because that's what they do they all they do is talk about the prophets he knows kira would want to go see that so even if she's not there hooking up with the guy yeah. after the speech he knows she's gonna go watch this fucking speech while she's there i can hang out with my with my cousin kono and do this thing it's funny too you know you almost feel like it should have been a different crime than what it was, because it was, like, artifacts stolen from a Cardassian museum. And you feel like maybe that's the one time Kira would have been like, good, fuck them. <laughs> Probably stolen Bajoran artifacts anyway. Jerks. Yeah, really. The one thing that I thought was stupid was they sent Bashir to spy on Cork, but as far oh, as yeah. I can tell, we never followed up yeah, on that. Yeah, there was no... That's, no, right. Oh, that's right. That was the abandoned D plot. See? Look what happens when I make notes. That's right. No, I had I had this That note. would have been better than the C yeah, plot. Yeah, because they say, they say he's even gotten some tips from Garrick on yeah. how to be a better spy, mm -hmm. which is adorable. <laughs> but he's not... He's definitely if, not a spy, right? If Julian was so excited to be a spy... I love how I love how boyish she is every time there's like something like mysterious going on. He's like, yeah. I can find out, I can do this, I can do this, and he's like the most obvious spy in the room. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. because no, if, is terrible. If, if Racquetball hadn't panned out and then being a doctor hadn't panned out, he was really hoping to be up for Bond three hundred and sixty five. Yeah. In twenty four twenty three sixties at this point. Listen. Early twenty three seventies maybe. I was in the right century. No, I wasn't. No, you weren't. Wow, nope. I was in the right millennia. There nope. you go. Yeah, I was. 20... Oh, I millennia, yes, yes. Yeah, see? But right now we're in the right millennia, so... So, tomorrow. Hmm. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> He's the, the natural follow-up to um, Daniel Craig, who they hmm. just keep reanimating and keep tricking him into one more film. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do another one. Hmm. Uh, we'll give you a big truckload of money. That's what you did last time. Find two truckloads. So, A plot. A plot. And, and what A plot? A. I thought the idea was great. I thought yep. a lot of the acting was garbage. Yeah, too much child. Did you recognize the child? No. Oh my goodness. That was Noli Thornton, who played Clara Sutter from Imaginary Friend. I was going to say, was that was that um, she Data's, was little, Data's buddy? Mm, Data's buddy. No. no, she was the little red-haired girl, red girl who had an imaginary friend. Oh, I thought... No, oh, that no, was Pen well, Pals. Oh, thanks, okay. That's oh, that was Sargenka. Okay, yeah. Sorry. With her creepy, creepy fingers. I liked her. Ah, uh, yes, I, I did not... I hated this girl. Yeah, no, that was a terrible episode. She did look familiar, so that explains it. Yeah, that was her. She's the same. She looks and acts the same. I just appreciated that it was an entire society of sleepy pajama wearing yeah. enemies or Scrooges. <laughs> well, also with uh, all the beads. Just to... You're right. <laughs> they all yeah, look like first, Ebenezer Scrooge. And at first I thought they just had like really weird beady dreadlocks and I was offended by it. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. It's like they literally took their bead curtains and just threw them under their hats. It's Planet Mardi Gras. <laughs> Show us your tits, love. Yeah, those costumes were... I can't tell if they were the worst thing ever or absolutely delightful. Did you like the little little dinosaur horns that all the women had? No, I wouldn't keen on the those. The what? 
The, How did I not notice the whole? They had, like their hair, they had like oh oh oh, yeah. oh, oh. I thought they had you meant these, actual horns. No, they had even like they were spikes. triceratops. They had and these I missed spikes it. in their hair that looked like like the club on an, on an ankylosaurus. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love it. I'm sad I missed it. Yeah, no, that was that was a bit. Yeah. It sounds like they looked their hairdos looked like anime meat. I really don't get the like, you know, the like uniform haircut thing. True. It's just like. Why Star Cause Trek? Because it's easier. Like you have to design something unique and different. And when you have to have a crowd scene, it's good to have like everyone's just going to look like this instead of having to come up with different things. Right. For everyone. The hairdresser can just you know can assembly line it basically. And you can just have one stunt person. Yeah. One wig for one stunt person, and yeah. it's easier yeah. to just stick people in. Yeah. You know? Like well, there's one of those, stunts in this? It, no, I don't know. It's one of those I, things I where I don't think so. Like when they're going up, you know, when they're dealing with like say aliens on an alien ship, you just write it off as like oh standard issue military haircut, whatever. Standard issue. Maybe the old man just really yeah. wasn't big. Was not big on aesthetics. Yeah. And was just like, oh, my ex-wife had this he, haircut. Everybody he, has this haircut now. He did make everyone look like sleepy Ebenezer Scrooges. Yes. So I think th- I think he was maybe he was a better a big Dickens fan. Yeah. He, he was he was probably a little better at programming personalities than he was at programming clothing. Yeah. He's like everyone just dressed like me. I fuck mean, it. I'd be the same. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I'd be like, oh. too much programming to do. Ugh, fuck it. It is definitely though, like the ultimate like old man outfit. You know, mm-hmm. it does look aside from all the beads, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just like, I can sleep in this, I can go to town in it, you know, it, it's perfect. Oh, he probably hasn't bathed in six months. Who's going to, who's going to complain? The well, that's, holograms? that's the thing. Nope. If you look, if you look at his, like, his is, and this is maybe an early clue, his is like the only outfit that is in the exact same color as everyone else's. His actually looks a bit lived in. It's kind of like off white, whereas everyone else's is a <laughs> He's different... been sweat staining it for I 50 mean, years. Of. Ew. Like it's almost kind of yellowy in some areas. I already didn't it's... like oh, him and I'd like him even less now. We're, we're really, really lucky that his clothes weren't holograms. Oh, oh no! that would have been really funny. The Emperor's new clothes. That would have been so funny. God damn it. Because everything else went away. The houses went yeah. away. The... I gotta admit, I like half worked this one out. I was like, ah, there was a colony, but something went wrong and everybody but the old man died. So I was expecting, like you said, like the, for the people to just vanish. But then when everything did, I was like, Surely he oh. has a real house at least, right? I mean, Apparently not. That Everything he, was he gone. He didn't build a house. What he the fuck is, a yeah, house. What the fuck is the weather like there? Has he actually got Pleasant. shelter? Or no? Well, well, I mean, it's a it's a hologram house. What's he eating? Hologram Holo- food. Hologram food. But is there like real rain that's going through the hologram? Well, it's house? a solid hologram, like on the holo deck. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's just a big a big holo deck. Oh, actually, no. It's that's like um, what the fuck? Insurrection, wasn't it? That where they sort of made mm-hmm. the village out of a out of a holo holo deck. Yep. So I never saw it coming, but I like had I developed a bunch of like stupid theories while it was going on like at first i was like why does odo want to ask this kid so many questions oh my god the kid murdered them all and then she was saying they were at, asking about her mom and she was like i don't know she's not disappeared and oh was she was she did she go places and i'm like oh my god is her mom having an affair okay so she didn't kill them but her mom's sleeping around right no because that's not sci-fi. true yeah totally well i don't know whatever and then the next note i wrote about this particular thing was what the fuck you crazy old man (laughs) 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 with a question mark and an exclamation point which i believe is called an interrobang Mm -hmm. and i felt really bad for odo like i felt because he had to talk to a child Yeah, yeah especially no but then like you know at the end she's like your face isn't so bad Aww. and it reminded me of like you know at the end of the grinch when mm. Cindy Lou Who's like, you know, your face is so... And he's like, Harry, smelly. And she's like, no, warm. It felt like that. And then he finds out she isn't real. And she finds out that the guy is just like, ah, fuck it. We'll just delete them all. And Odo is like, no, you have to bring them back. There's one person that thought my lack of doing faces while was charming. Oh, Don't you dare sense. give up on these fucking people. <laughs> they treated me like everyone else. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I but I think that was just Odo's anger about not getting laid. I think that was just him being like, you're right, I haven't, I haven't. lady time. 
Apparently no. the uh, bullion that runs the Jumja stand has a thing for him. Yeah, women don't Hot. react Which, to me that way or whatever he said. And now I was like, my, um, we do. Yeah. We got two women right here who are reacting very strongly to you, sir. Here's my question, no. though. Odo? Odo's not. Odo's not my type. Oh, no, really? I'd bang him. Are we finally disagreeing on the bangable? You can, you can, have, you can have Odo. I'll take Quark and Ducat. <laughs> oh, you can totally have Ducat. We might have to share Quark. Okay. Especially after next week's episode. Mm, um, <laughs> but now, so the question here, now, has the bully woman always run the gem just stand, or she take it over from that racist Bajoran guy? Well, I mean, oh. I mean... Because previously when we saw the Jumja stand, there was some Bajoran guy. But, I mean, yeah, she could have employees. Maybe he just works for her. Yeah. That's what I mean, but... Uh, Maybe it's her husband. Yeah. I, I do... I it, mean, if you were married to that asshole, you'd start thinking Odo was looking pretty good, too. Mm. Mm. Although it did occur to me, uh, at the end, you do actually briefly, at the in the end shot at Quark's bar, you do see a Bolian woman just sort of front and center, and it's like, oh. Oh, is that her? Probably think? a coincidence, but I'm going to tell myself that's her. Yeah, how many Bolians are on the on the station? I think it's the first time they're shown one. They don't show Bolians that often, probably because their makeup's kind of a pain in the ass. I don't ass. think I even noticed. What's a Bolian again? They're the blue people with the guy, the kind of striped on the face. Yeah, and they've got like sort of a... There's usually light banding on top of the head, too. He, there was the barber in TNT. Yes, Mott was a Bolian. Oh, okay, thank yeah. you. That I know that one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was about to Google it, but then I was going to be like, oh, I used spell bullion. Uh, getting, getting back to, to Odo having yes. trouble with faces, as he claims he does. Rene Arbergenois has justified, because, you know, like, I guess they never gave him a good reason why Odo is bad at making a fucking human-looking face. And Rene Arbergenois has said that it's because there's no prototype of, a, of, a, of an Odo face that exists, and it's more about him trying to, like, understand his identity. Because, mm. oh. you know, you, you say, be a rat. He knows what a rat looks like. Rats look like this. Be a chair. This is what a chair looks like. Chair looks like this. Be an Odo. I have no idea what the fuck that is. I still don't understand myself. Oh, so like I'm going to be a little bit partially formed. That's a, that's a, that's a good justification, a yeah. yeah. And it sort of shows the, like... Room for evolution and change, and yeah, like... there won't be, but yeah. no, but it's there. I mean, it's there. Yeah. You know, well, there won't be until someone draws something on his face while he's sleeping. <laughs> Big angry eyebrows. <laughs> Why is everyone looking at me? He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's just got Sharpie on his eyes. But yeah, I'm glad that the dude decided to uh, reboot his f- whole family, and I actually really liked. I liked that he was like, you know, he was like, well, of course I love them. They don't really love me. And it's like, no, like it, he created this thing like 30 years ago or whatever. But like the little girl, for example, had been born and was like her own thing that existed outside of him. Like the idea that he didn't actually program this little girl. Yeah, It's like when your default Sim family has its own generation and then you start playing them and you realize, oh, wow, these are entirely created by the game. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's a it's it's a really neat concept, and I, I like the idea a lot of just this entire town that is made up of things that are living their own lives and yeah, like actually yeah. like building up their own like their own true history of things that they've done and you know interacting with each other. Like the episode doesn't really go into that stuff too too much, except like at the very very end with you know Odo's big speech. Yeah, but it yeah, is... Odo's big speech came a little bit out of nowhere to me because I feel like yeah. he needed a little bit more foundation with. Maybe it's just that the, the little girl wasn't doing it for me because she was awful. Yeah. Um, and that maybe awful. if there were, like, other people he could be talking to about, you know, what it's like to can, to, to be a person in, a, in an artificial world and all this stuff. Right. For him to really see, like, no, you should continue to be pseudo-people. Because I don't see why Odo would think these people were people. Well, I mean, he thinks of himself as a person and... He's kind of a that's true. A it's a personality it's a, it's substrate. A, it's a good parallel. A... It's a it's a, it, a very good parallel. Uh, I think needed like an extra yeah. shove. Yes. Well, we find out in the next episode that he doesn't even step on ants. So mm. obviously his yeah. uh, he roasts them with a magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do. You can't step on. But yeah, ants. I inflict maximum pain. But yeah, the people of this town really were very like ah. Oh, apparently, we're all programs. I know. Okay. The, the the line at the end, I took it down. The line was. We just have to get used to the fact that we're holograms. Yeah, and that was Kemp. What? Kemp said that. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're okay with this? You're just so cool with this. Because basically he's... he's Don't think- worry, everyone. Jadzia's going to turn us all off. It'll be fine. What the actual fuck, guy? Because he's already thinking like, wait a minute, I'm not real. You know, he starts like throwing himself off our roofs and doing all that crazy shit. Just drinking constantly, like, but your liver. What liver? We're holograms. It's a hologram liver. 
I'll just have him hologram me up a transplant. <laughs> I like you that. seen my new schlong? Yikes. Put it away. There are children here, Inspector Kemp. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like the scene where they got where they had to prove, like, it's like, uh, you're saying we're holograms, but I don't necessarily know if I believe you. And so they're like, oh, give me your cloak. And they like put it on, they put it onto a chair <laughs> and then they make it disappear. And they got, yeah, he's, he's not like, I am intangible <laughs> and a program. He's like, I liked that cloak. <laughs> that identical to everyone else's cloak. Is it partly just because their minds are so simple that they're not re- they're not it's really possible. that's kind of what I thought quantifying too quantifying this in their brains. I I figured well, and I think they even kind of mentioned it later where they're just kind of like, no, we never left the city, but we've never wanted to, so maybe that's just how we're programmed. Yeah, they just yeah. like, but it was it was a weird moment of reflection of yeah. a program being like, yeah. oh, maybe that's just how, how we're made. It reminded me a little bit of. Was it, was it not the big goodbye? Whatever one it was where Picard tells oh, yeah. what's his name Cyrus Redblock, I think that he's a, that he's fake and they have to figure it out when he leaves the hologram and disappears holodeck and disappears. Meanwhile, all the other characters in the holodeck are like, "Oh my God, we're not real." Well, it's actually only one. Oh dear God, we're not real. The two criminals and like. Dixon's friend find out. And the criminals just walk off and vanish. Yeah. So yeah, it's left for that one guy who's just like, wait, what? What is my life? I don't have one. Does my wife exist? Do I still have yeah, a wife? about my wife? It's one of those weird topics that gets explored in later in the show and then in Voyager, but like the, the whole hologram existence mm. thing and like there's some pretty wild implications because of oh, that. Yeah. Oh Jane yeah. Janeway uh, mixes herself up a fuck toy, right? At some point. And then there's That's lots a of long like, time in the future. No, I know, but I've seen part of that episode and was like, uh. But yeah, there, there's... I mean, it's sort of, you know, it, it's basically, you know, it's it's data, but made of hard light. What? An artificial intelligence. Oh, okay. Not like the scenario. Yeah, like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's no, a it question. Reminds, like, it reminds me a bit of You know, like that time data was shocked by the fact that he was an android. <laughs> God damn it. No, he'd taken a stride. But yes, I suppose these ones just aren't advanced enough to have an existential crisis, no, which, what, uh, what that must you, be nice. What were you starting to say? Yeah. Oh yeah, it reminds I, I me a little of um, the survivors, if you remember, with our friend Kevin Oxbridge? Umbridge? Mm. Uxbridge. Oh, Umbridge. I think Oxbridge, yeah. Yeah, um, who was a, was, a, was a people who made up his wife on, on this planet. Because she died once, and he was like, I'll let her live again as a fake thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was the woman from uh, Liar Liar, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And he genocided the Hoosnock with a thought. Yes. Fucking Kevin. That's Terrifying fucking... man. It's such <laughs> a... Kevin! <It's> so... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird to find really normal names in the midst of all the weird Star Trek names. There's, there's K-V-I-N. There's an apostrophe mm. after the K. Well, that'd be with no, Star Wars. No, that would be if he was Klingon. Yeah. Hey. So the original title of this episode was going to be Persistence of Vision, which is a title they use later in Voyager instead, because they are so bad at fucking titles. But the original thought would have been that Dax and O'Brien would go to this planet and be imprisoned in this virtual reality thing, and then they would escape and then realize, oh no, we haven't actually escaped. We're still in a virtual reality thing, playing within a virtual reality thing. And when they finally get back to the ship, and Keiko is like, Miles, I'm so glad you're back. Which is obviously Does he still, happens. I was going to say, does he still think it's he, fake he, he, then? He'd be like, because... I don't actually know if I'm back and I'll never know. Oh, Keiko hate... is never this happy to see me. <laughs> I, I fucking hate plots like that. Those are so dumb. Yeah, they went with this because they said, let's make a relationship thing instead. And yeah, that's have, a better... Have Odo, better. Odo have a have a talk with a little girl that he sees himself in and all this stuff. I, I loved the conversation between Odo and the girl because, like, you know, Odo would go over and be like, all right, I want to talk to you, little girl. And she'd be like, you've got a funny face. And then he unloads on her for, like, ten minutes about, like, all of his trauma. Well, uh, He's just been uh, waiting for someone to actually talk to him. Right. <laughs> someone, someone who isn't, like, fucking Quark and gonna judge him for it. Yeah. So. Side note, this is totally why he never gets laid. <laughs> there is actually, I find you very those... attractive. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I don't even know what I am or look like. I've been making I can... myself look like what other people have told me. Do you want me, me to be a life. razor cat? I'll be a razor cat. Okay. There is actually, there's a Rick and Morty where they're, you know, captured and put in a virtual oh, world. But um, <laughs> it, it's very obvious because it's a bad virtual world. So, like, all the characters are exceptionally stupid. 
and it's obvious they're fake. How can you tell when it's Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, so, so the gag is that, like, you know, it's Rick Morty and somehow the father is there. And the father has no idea anything's wrong and has, like, the best day of his life because everyone just thinks he's, like, on a sh- hot streak. And meanwhile, you know, the other, like, all right, we're going to break out of this. But yeah, it was the same, this sort of thing where it was like, it was just uh, immediately obvious everyone except the father because the holograms were just fucking dense. Yeah. They were nice holograms. They weren't dense. Oh, no, these ones were nice. I mean, in the sh- in Rick and Morty, oh. they were dense. In this, they're nice, but apparently don't have the ability to have an existential crisis, which that sounds nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's like, an improvement. Like, yeah, no, that's great. I like I liked the story of the person who asked the changeling to become a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. Yes. And Can you become ate... a loaf of grain bread? Oh, that's who it was. It was the mailman who, like, loved her grain bread or whatever. I was like, she's fucking that guy. Oh, God. That's why I thought she was having... She, he likes my mom. He says she makes the best bread. And I was like, you dirty tart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought yeah. Odo. I thought Odo at the end should have turned into a piece of bread just for her. But he turned, would... he turned it at the top, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I get yeah. the top thing." Would have preferred the bread thing. No, that... because he didn't want to be gobbled up, Ames. You should have been a changeling. She's a fucking dumb hologram. How does she know? So was um. This is something I, I didn't go back to rewatch the episode, but I was a little surprised that like so Ebenezer, whatever his name is, talks about um. Rorigan. Rorigan talks about how the Dominion basically killed everyone he ever knew, and so he then tells all of like all of the the hologram people about like changelings and stuff, and like gives them this myth about them. Because, like, pre- pre- he he designed everything. So when the girl's talking about, like, this changeling myth... Well, that's... they've mentioned before that changelings are sort of a known myth in the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah. So, I mean, he probably just programmed everything he could about his culture into it. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because uploaded, he uploaded Wikipedia. Yeah. Pretty much. It's kind of like any open sandbox video game. Like, yeah. there's a whole lot of lore that's just built in that right. every so often maybe a character, like, you know, off to the side, some NPC will be like, hey, have you heard about the deep dark woods over there? Yeah. Because it's just something that they all just kind of know. Okay. Don't go in the deep dark woods okay. over there. All right. <laughs> so, we're running a bit over. Should we, uh... Let me check if I had anything else. Little girl, your mommy left you because you were a mistake. <laughs> what? Why was that worth noting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if I have anything else. Is uh, Coleus a worse actor than Taya? Oh, poor Odo. The little girl who said you weren't scary is fake. Oh, no. Oh, I wrote just one more thing because Odo yes. definitely had a... Yep. Uh, just oh. one... Uh, it's none of my business, but uh, one more thing. I, I loved at the beginning. So when they... Uh, when... um. Jadzia and Odo get captured, right? They're being interrogated, like at gunpoint, and the guys. Are you the like, ones that are involved? Yeah, it's in like this. it's like I think you you might be behind these missing people, and Odo's like twenty two missing people, and he gets wicked excited. Like yeah. the second he finds out that there's a mystery going yeah. on in this town, he's like all in. Yeah. Like he is so ready to go investigate, and like I've been working on this one more thing move yeah. all up, week. Like up until that point, he was about to like about ready to just peace out and leave. Yep. But then he finds out that there's a that there's a case. There's a case going on. There's a doings transpiring. I did think it was a little bit forced when when he was like, "I'm gonna like transport myself back to the ship." And then he does, and they're like, oh my god, he transported himself away. And Jed is like, he's coming back, though. He'll be back. And then he's back, and he says, ah, I told you so. What? What the fuck was that? Also, uh, knowing that they can do that, why would he believe the cloak trick? I would assume that they were just fucking with him. Honestly, in a way, that's almost almost a bad that's move. That's true. I didn't think of that. Almost a bad move. I thought of it earlier when we were talking about it, and I forgot to mention it, so I'm mentioning yeah, it Yeah, they could have just transported oh, yeah. it up to their ship. That's a really good point. I mean, it was it was because Jadzia was playing with their gigantic Gravitron machine, but... Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 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 Well, thankfully, they're holograms, and they don't think too hard about anything. Yeah, no, not even a little bit. Maybe so. we're holograms. Did you think about that? Beep. Maybe beep. we're all androids. We might be holograms. Well, if we are, I uh, hope that I can take the the knowledge with the grace that these people do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we are, I want whoever's in charge of the program to make my hip feel better. What's wrong with your hip? It just, it's hurt on and off since I was 17. That's terrible. Yeah. It's Chris all. has a, a herniated if... disc, you see. Uh, so, playing oh, God. We should play God. See, 
That episode should have been called Playing God. Yeah! Mm, yeah. I mean, not that... I don't rem- This one does shouldn't be called Playing God, actually. No, this one should be called Shadow Play. Stupid piece of shit. Uh, so, uh, in Playing God, in the ill-named Playing God, Jedzia Dax has a buddy coming on board named Arjun, and he is a trill dude who wants to have a symbiont, and she's going to test him to see whether or not he will be good to... Do the binding, whatever the fuck they call it. What do they call it? Joining. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. You helped me a lot. And this dude, Arjun, is like a fucking lick spittle. He's totally boring. Milk There's toast. nothing good about milk toast. That's much better. Thank you. He's sort of boring, but he's shitting his pants because Dax, or Curzon Dax, at least, was sort of renowned for crushing the dreams of would-be hosts. So he's really nervous. He studies up and all the stuff. And Jadzia is mostly just kind of like, you're fucking boring and I'm not Curzon. And we basically just watch him be completely ineffective the whole episode. And then in the last five minutes, they're like, oh no, on your trip to the Gamma Quadrant, you got some universe stuck to your <laughs> ship and you brought it through the wormhole. And Kira is like, let's just fucking destroy it. And they're like, what? And she says... And I quote, where is I'm it? I'm really into genocide. It's like stepping on ants, Odo! I don't step on ants! So instead... It's like killing all these Cardassian voles, Odo! Oh, oh I do God, kill those. Oh, God, I forgot about the voles. That was this episode two, it wasn't it? Ugly, naked Damn it. I'm, yeah, that when they first show it, they fucking hand it to Arjun and it just doesn't fucking move at all. I'm like, they really? It. You no, just that did. was stunned. Okay, oh, Okay. fine. But what it really was, was outside of the budget to make it move at all. Yes. And I was bothered by it. So I forgot about the voles, and they asked the Cardassians, how do we take care of these fucking voles? And they're like, LOL, you figure it out, assholes. And they sign off. Anyway, so this piece, this little bit of universe that got stuck to their ship is expanding. So, like, we gotta get this back to the Gamma Quadrant where it belongs. Why? In spite of you, Why does it Kira, belong you in the asshole. Gamma Quadrant? No, I don't know. It was in subspace, right? Yeah, I they had know. to deposit it back into the subspace. subspace of the oh, okay. okay. Which I literally had never bothered to question what subspace was until today. And Chris was like, it's magic. Don't worry about yeah, it. Accurate. I was like, okay, but... And he's like, it's... no, it's just magic. And I was like, but... But he's like, you've heard of it before. I'm like, have I? It's okay, where, I it's have. Where, it's but... what Odo shunts bits of him when he's transformed it's into exactly other things. exactly what Chris said. It's why um, they can communicate and, and I, right, I knew, And that's the thing. Distances. I knew about subspace subspace communication but i'd never bothered to question it because communication is boring and fucking universes stuck between layers of the real world is weird so anyway they go to drop it off and uh and they start hitting weird pockets of energy and it starts to fuck up the wormhole it's never been a problem before but there's a piece of universe stuck to their ship and you know uh arjun as it turns out is like a level 69 pilot and, and nice. Dax is only <laughs> thank you, Ames. And Dax is only a three, so he needs to get them out. And he's like, "But we only have like three million miles." And she was like, "It's fine. You have plenty of room to fuck around." And he gets them out, and he's a hero, I guess. And at the end, <laughs> at the end, Jedzia Dax is just kind of like, ah, "I guess I'm not gonna flunk you. I'm not Curzon Dax." <laughs> That's not the right theme, and I don't care. Speaking of lots of room to fuck around, Jadzia totally plowed that wrestling coach. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we walk in, oh, and she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you should try wrestling with him. I'll uh, hook you up with his digits. You should try not being early all the time, you twerp. True. Always comes too soon. Oh. So we already saw what happens when someone with a weak personality takes on a symbiont. Oh, yeah, that asshole. What would happen with this guy? Because he has no person. Like, not even a weak person. There is nothing. I think he would literally just be like, he would implode. He yeah. would just suck himself up into, and he'd yeah, be gone. The, the, be the trill would just pop right back out again and crawl away. Unless it was the Dax symbiont, in which case it would just be like, fuck it! And he would have a boner 24-7. Because it would just Ugh. be the Dax libido leading yeah, un- the way. Unfettered Dax sounds like a really scary, yeah, no, scary thing. Unfettered Dax is probably a criminal, unfettered like a sex criminal. Unfettered Dax is probably a weird Star Trek porn parody. I am not googling that, but you're probably right. Nice. <laughs> so I love that you know. At like, first, they've got wait, this. Actually, love or sarcastically? Sarcastically. Love? Okay. They got this Babby universe, and at first, Aww. they're like, "You know, Babby universe." There's like, "Oh, that's weird." Like, "Oh, figure out what to do with it." And then it's like later, it's like, "Oh shit, there might be life." 
And Cisco's like, damn, I must decide. No one is like, this is this has kind of gone beyond the scope of one dude. Maybe you should call headquarters? Yeah, no, or like scientists or... Anyone? Data. Call Data. Data like, can handle it. This, this is now like way beyond your pay grade. Like, don't try to make this decision on your own. True. But he was just like, no, I must look long, not longfully, um, significantly out the window while I contemplate. How does one look significantly? He just go back, watch the clip. He's He's Avery Brooks. He He found a way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that, that, well, I mean, you said this, Caitlin, but like that whole. (laughs) No, I didn't. We didn't discuss this before we got here at all. This whole, well, we did a little because you had no idea what was going on. You know, I didn't understand the plot of this one because I was so fucking bored. I think I stopped paying attention. This episode has so much stuff in it that just doesn't matter at all. Yeah, like the whole universe subplot. Well, the universe subplot doesn't even come into play until like the 25 minute mark. Yeah, they like. If it's even that fucking early. It just seems like they just were like, oh shit, nothing happened to this episode and it's really boring. I really shoehorned it. I blame Michael Pillar because apparently. Apparently the original story, the proto-universe, was the A plot. Yeah. Was the most of the plot <laughs> until Michael Pillar comes in and says, we should really talk about tr- the uh, Dax and the Trill and this other guy and do that. I mean, like, yeah. should we? And the writer Jim Trum- Trombetta thinks the episode suffered for it. And I would be like, yeah, because yeah, it really shelved the whole proto-universe thing, which should have been much more interesting and significant. Yeah, Jim Trumpeter is right. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's there's interesting things you could have done with the proto universe. So much. Like, oh yeah, like all the what, what it's conveying. Like it's conveying that there, there is another universe right here within this universe, and if it keeps expanding, it will take over this universe. And we it would never just really take talk- a really long time, though, wouldn't it? I mean, well, isn't our universe also always expanding? So, well, but theirs seems to be existing at a different speed of time than ours. Because oh. at yeah. first they're like, it's it's a proto universe, and they're like, oh shit. There's life. And they were like, that quickly? And they are like, well, maybe time's moving at a different pace in that universe. Yeah, maybe billions yeah. of years have passed for them. What, you know, a couple minutes have passed for us. And they're yeah. doing all this other stuff. Well, you stuff. know, what's so fucking good about this universe? Yeah, you know? they, ne- they never Honestly, really make yeah. clear what the implications of what this universe is. Except that, oh, if it stays here, it will destroy us. But that's it. That's I don't not even like... know if they were saying it would destroy the entire universe. I think it was just like just destroy the station, the, like the area, or like I think Bajor. Like it would. Just... Oh, in that case, fine. Yeah. Bajor is terrible. Yeah, get rid of Bajor. I know. I know. Bajor. Um, most so it planet in the galaxy. So for me, the stakes were also a little, a little like low because it wasn't even necessarily like. Yeah, know, see, I thought it was the universe. Now no, I care I, even less. I, yeah, I didn't get that. Um, like I said, I didn't understand it until you explained it to me, so yeah. I have no fucking idea. And it's, <laughs> yeah, the whole episode is just so all over the place. Oh, yeah, and there's a Jake subplot. There is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why did he tell O'Brien he's fucking a Davo girl? And why did O'Brien not tell his dad? Because O'Brien... O'Brien's a good guy. <laughs> O'Brien follows what I believe they call the bro code. I was going to say the bro code? I think yeah. that's a thing still. O'Brien right? had been trying to get with that Davo girl for More for like weeks. bro Brian. Yeah. So doesn't Cisco ask, how old is this girl? And he and he does not get an answer. Yeah. No, but once he figures out which that's... one it is, he's suddenly chill with it. So maybe she is actually close to Jake's age. She can't come over. No, she's got to be at least like eighteen. No, she I do. Why know. does she? We don't know what the I rules do are in Bajor. Sometime in season three, we, I think we meet her. Do we? I cool. think we do. Yeah. Or we at least hear from her again. Mm. But she 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 continues being Jake's, you know, tail. Yeah. I'm. I am wondering if. Jake is actually dating her, or if Jake just kind of like, because Jake is like what, 14? 15? Like, 14, 15? I think they said he just turned 15. He's okay. a kid. That's so a he might date. he might think that there's a relationship there when there's not. Yeah, that, that I would totally buy. Like, he really is just tutoring her, but he's just, you know, in his mind, it's so much, you know, he's misinterpreting everything, every yeah. little, you know. Everything is super serious when you're in high school, so oh, that's yes. totally oh, yeah. possible. Yes. Oh yeah, you, you you look at your phone and be like, oh my god, you texted me a smiley face. Do you what do I text you? Do you not right. love me? Oh what my god, what does it mean? But it's it's just weird because it's played so straight. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it, like, it's like, it don't. I don't think there's any evidence to support at all that Jake just thinks that there's a relationship because it's always just very yeah. flat how it's like, oh, I'm kind of dating this girl. Yeah, we happen to lot, like, like bugs together. What? Yeah. Get into some weird <laughs> shit, Jake Sisko. It's a little strange. Yeah, I forgot about that. 
That was fun. And he also was like, yeah, she can come over to dinner, but not right now because we're in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> not right now. The, universe, the, the, the <laughs> general area of space might be ending. But I thought that was very nice and very open-minded of uh, Captain Sisko. I continue yeah. to really like Sisko. Yeah. I really like this show. I'm a big fan of this show. It's like my favorite, it's, it's honestly. It's a good show. They, they do a lot of really fun stuff. Mm. I, I mean, like, this on is, the other hand. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, but even for a weaker episode, there's still little there's things that are ad- interesting. Quark, and... always a player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I loved when uh, O'Brien showed Quark the uh, Sonic gun. Oh. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, no, this it's like this will drive him out of wherever they go. And he like clicked it on and like passed oh, it over. What a fucking oh, pass, no. pass yes. over Quark and Quark like started screaming. Poor Quark. <laughs> he was temporarily you could, see, you could see that coming a mile away too. And they're like, oh yes, here's some sound thing. You know what the Quark worst is part is? I didn't. Really? I also I, it didn't, didn't even occur to me. Like, of course he's got crazy good hearing. Look yeah. at those ears. That's what that's what happened the very, very first time we ever met Ferengi in that yeah. horrible, horrible TNG episode. See, I try not to think about it. Oh, so. It's so bad. But yeah, you, know, you, you got to think about that, though. It's like, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, this should be fine. It's like, you know, meanwhile, like, you know, it's a good thing Quark was there because then he installs all these things, then all your Vulcans just start collapsing, you know? Like, who else might have really good hearing? I mean, given the way that Star Trek likes to introduce new interesting characteristics to species whenever it's convenient, literally anyone. Yeah. How many yeah. eyelids do they have? <laughs> Thousands. So many. Which aliens can't be electrocuted this week? (laughs) Bajorans have really good hearing because what we think of as their ears aren't actually their ears. Those are just cosmetic. They they listen to the slits in their nose and they're very sensitive. Fuck is wrong. Feels racist somehow. (laughs) Doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, those Cardi, the Bajoran, who the Cardassians? Bajorans. The Bajorans like hear through their smell holes and smell through their ear holes. Actually, Cardassians do have very elaborate external ears, so they probably have good hearing, too. Fair enough. Hot. I wrote down, Welp, Cisco will let the proto-universe destroy the station just so Jake doesn't date Marta. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also wrote, well, when Jake, uh, the comment that Jake made about Marta was, she's a woman, not a girl. And I'm like, oh, yikes, yeah. Jake. Yikes. Well, I think what, uh, what I like the follow-up was, like, she doesn't like being called a girl, so that makes you wonder, like, okay, so how old is she? Because eight. Old enough to no. want, be, want to be called a girl. Yeah, it's it's all very strange. It is. Jake Sisko, you weird bastard. Kinky, kinky bastard. You weird be- bug-fucking weirdo. <laughs> Anyway. I, I, she's not a bug. They're just studying no, no, anthropology. I, I know, I know, I know. We were, we were joking. Aim said earlier something about bugs and kinky and shit. So I was just, I was building on something we had already that had already it's a been call mentioned. It's, it's fair. A, yeah, it's, fair. It's, it's a thing that they do in comedy, which clearly you would not understand. That is true. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. That's not very nice. I'm sorry. Um, so we learned something more about Jadzia this episode, at least, which is. That she almost didn't qualify to be a host. It's, it sounds like she was actually pretty boring before she was Dax. I buy that. She seems like she's such a science nerd. <laughs> I buy that. Yeah. She's pretty boring now. <laughs> That's true. I mean, honestly, like the stuff we've seen her do this episode, well, you know, she hangs out with the Ferengi and gambles with them, which we've seen yep. before, which is yeah. very cute. Yep. Because she gets along with Quark so well, which I love. You yeah. can't leave. You just won. <laughs> I loved that. What I liked, liked in that scene, too, is like as she's leaving, one of the random Ferengis goes, Fee-me! No, that was Quark. I thought it was, was that Quark. Yeah. Oh, Quark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he also kind of said it with a smile on his face, so I forgave him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He knows what he is. <laughs> he knows exactly what he is. Oh, yeah. He and, and we see Jadzia as a, you know, wrestling bang, wrestle bang partner, mm-hmm. which I'm into. Yeah. So uh, did I ever tell you the story about the time when I was in high school and we were watching... Where's Schindler? this gonna go? <laughs> You'll find out. Schindler's List. And there's a scene... Not at all where I thought this was gonna go. And there's a scene where Schindler and someone else are, like, fucking, and my... So we, it was my world studies class. World studies was like one history teacher, one English teacher, and they split off. And it was I had that program too. Yeah, so you know. But so my my history teacher, I think his name was, I think it was Mr. Joyce. It was Mr. Joyce. Jumped in front of the TV and was like, "Don't worry, children. They're just wrestling." That's where it came from. How old were you all at this point? <laughs> I don't know, like eleventh, tenth or eleventh grade. Oh my oh. god! It what was a great. fucking idiot! It was great. No, I love Mr. Joyce. Don't you dare! Don't you dare make fun of Mr. Joyce. I mean, unless anyway. he knew and was just being a 
dad joke or no, something. No, he was clearly... he. Yeah, I think he knew they were having sex, Chris. I don't think that was the point. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, he knew you knew. He knew the kids knew. Oh, I have no idea. That I don't know. I can't help you there. Like, I'd like to think he would understand that... I don't know. know. I don't think he had any kids. He was just Who like, knows? I know I can't show you this scene... I'm going to try to make a joke out of it. your parents definitely did not sign any consent forms to watch this shit. But anyway, wrestled, her re- wrestled bang partner. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing all these elements of Jadzia that we haven't really seen stuff of yet. Yeah. That kind of finally start making her a character. I was going to say, yeah. it's like they made her interesting in this episode just so they could show you how boring this other guy was. Oh my god, and his voice is just so fucking lame. Oh my yeah. god. The Every time minute. he talked, I'm like, oh my god, no, please stop. I like the minute he spoke, like, well, already hate you. Yeah, he sucked. I think I think you're supposed to yeah dis kind of dislike him and then kind of have to confront the fact that like Jed Z is being kind of a jerk to this to this guy. No, she I don't think though. she was. A, I think she was That's... being totally nice. She was being more forgiving than she really should have been. Well, at one point there was, she was, there was like... that trill fight where the t- where where she just basically says, "You know, you suck, right? You're gonna suck at this." Yeah, and I'm and I'm okay with that because I'm not Curzon. Thanks for telling us. We wouldn't have known. Um, and, and then he yells at her, saying, you're really mean. You're a bitch. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. She was being real nasty. She wasn't. She was being honest. She when was, women are I being think, honest, it doesn't she... mean... Ooh. I was. Th- I, I would have think she was going over. over no, I think... She was, well, so she had the discussion with Cisco yeah. about what Curzon would do. And then she went and did what Curzon would do. Yeah, she kind of let the but Curzon out. It doesn't mean that Curzon's wrong just but because he Curzon, wasn't always nice. Curzon was a piece of crap. He was awful to, like, everybody. But, I mean, here's the thing. You've got this kid who basically has admitted, I am doing this because I am haunted by the ghost of my father. It's like, you shouldn't be doing this. No. There are way... You that clearly... is the worst reason to do anything. Yeah, yeah, but then you just fail him. Like, and you don't make a... You don't, like, make him, like... You know, treat him like crap over it. She didn't. She was giving dismissive. him a... No, she was giving him a, do- a dose of reality... That he needed because he spent his whole life just kind of getting through and getting passing grades, but having no passion and yeah. no plan. If honestly, she, it reminded me of me. If if all she did was fail him, yeah. he would consider himself a failure. If she all, instead explains, this or you should do you something suck. better with your life than this. Yeah, like I even if I fail you, even if I pass you. Your life is what you fucking make of it, not what your dead father would have wanted, yeah. that he's not even here to check up on you anymore. Yeah. yeah, I think she was just honest. I mean, I think that she was really blunt, but I don't think she was mean. I think she was just being like, wake up, fuckface, you've got your whole life ahead of you, and it sort of sounds like you're not even really passionate about this. Yeah, how about and you go be a And this is such a special a thing that you should be really into it and have a plan. Yeah. I, mean, I think the, the, what the problem seems to be with, like, from what little we know of this whole program, it's set up very poorly. It's like, people spend their whole lives, you know, from the age of God knows what to, like, maybe 20-something, sitting around, being very studious and boring and uptight, and then they go get told, you haven't lived enough to have a trill. It's like, tell them ahead of time! Yeah. Tell them ahead of time to get the stick out of their ass, like, when they're 10, you know? Like, go Fuck up a little yeah. first. And you also, like, I'm sure you never know when you're going to actually get your trill. Yeah, no. Like, like they said... Well, yeah, how it really did, just depends on when someone yeah, how, dies, Yeah, how right? did Jadzia know she was going to be Dax? She says because she requested the Dax symbiont when when Curzon was dying. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that can't always happen. How, yeah. how long do you have to know before someone's about to die? Sometimes zero seconds. Sometimes, yeah. whoops, they just keeled over after choking on a shrimp. Yeah. Um, I want that That's how I want to go. Oh, I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, hell, there's probably been like, oh, I mean, look, we saw it with um, TNG. Oh, yeah, with that guy. Where it was like, oh, fuck, we, yeah. we don't even have a trill here. Uh, someone hold it for a minute. Here, Riker, you wanted to b- plow Beverly at some point, yeah. right? <laughs> So, I mean, I'm... And all yeah, that's right, I forgot about that aspect oh, of that yeah. episode. That was a weird fucking episode. Well, and, like, they retconned a lot of how the trill worked from that. But still, that uh, that is a non-zero chance that event could happen, you know? Which is like, um... Fred croaked and he was the only trill on the ship. I mean, hell, looking at the, the, the two of them, they go into the wormhole and they're doing the whole, let's drive around these gigantic fucking mines that should have been really fucking easy to drive around, but, all right, sure, whatever. They could both have gotten killed. The Dax symbiont would have gone fucking nowhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Straight to hell. Yep. That's where it would have gone. Blow up in a proto-universe. <laughs> like you do. 
I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, it was a weird cluster jam of an episode. I really yeah. didn't care for no, it. No, it's it was lousy, I thought. It just you needed sharp focus on one of the two plots. Preferably the proto universe one. No, let's just sneak that in at the end. That's fine. Yeah. And I can see, I can definitely see saying like, okay, let's work on the Trill some more. Because we keep failing at doing Jadzia's fucking character every time we try to do a Jadzia episode. I think so far all of the Jadzia episodes have been some of my, some of my least favorite episodes yeah. so far. and Because they just keep being like, let's make it more convoluted and less about what the hell we think it's going to be about. It's almost like, you know... Maybe just one more shot. Maybe again they can nail it sooner than later. Next week. Yes, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Ooh. The uh, Klingon chef was back. He yes, was. he was. And he was singing that a was song. That was great. Yeah. He and was she a song. taught me that. I loved that. That yeah. was cute. I'm so sad that he doesn't show up anymore. <laughs> I think that's. I think this is it. I think this is the end for Klingon I chef. I just want every time they show a Klingon who isn't a warrior. It's like I just I want to know more about these people. Yeah, no. There like, are, what's great is he's got a fucking accordion, but there's still, like, Klingon spikes on it. Yeah. He could still, if he needed, like, lock it shut and beat someone to death with it. Or it's also his meat tenderizer. Could be both. Yeah, pork All of the above. All three. You know, weapon, meat tenderizer, squeeze box. Yeah, I want to hear, like, the chef's battle stories about, like, right? the time someone, like, undercooked or over, well, probably overcooked something. And he had to, like, you know, avenge his honor and, like, murder the chef. And I that's mean, how I, he got his restaurant. I feel like, you know, they, they probably still have these crazy stories because they have to, like, I'm willing to bet the best ones, like, get their own food. But, of course, most of their food is still alive. So it's like, and even, you know, even with the ones that they maybe do slaughter first, they keep them alive until they cook them. Uh, as we find out in some random episode at some point. So it's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't just... Kill a Targ. I had to capture it alive and store it in my back room until someone ordered a Targ burger. Mm, poor like, Targ. Yeah. They've got some crazy stories, Klingon chefs. Yeah. No, I would love to just see those experiences because it's always the it's always the warriors, but yeah. it is fun when they show people who aren't warriors, but they still have warrior attitudes. Yeah, about what they're passionate about. Yeah, like every that's a good way to put it. You just feel like whatever they're into, they are into it with that level of gusto. Klingon accountants, man, they they get really mad when you. Uh... <laughs> wow. I don't even know what they when, have... they, when you violate tax code. Yeah. Like I don't have. You have no honor. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> you bring shame upon your family. I really though. You, you need know? to submit your W two. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm delighted right now. I can just I just picture the calculators again, which just just ero- extraneous <laughs> spikes on them. It doesn't say clear. It says kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking, the, the ink is actually blood drawn from the uh, accountant's own veins. It's hardcore, man. How can you tell what's a positive, what's a negative? It's all red. I know in my heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Chris cracked himself up. Oh. Plech, CPA. Because <laughs> I'm tight. <laughs> one uh one scene i really enjoyed it was when um cisco shows up to talk to jake mm. i think cisco just got off early or something like off of work oh i thought you meant just got no. off no I was no, like, how no, could no, you, no uh how could you pray tell how, how could you his tell his face was flushed oh, um no so like so cisco just like shows up kind of out of the blue and i think jake's like oh you're home early and then immediately spells spills the beans mm. about like the secret of him like dating like a dabo girl well that's because because yeah. O'Brien. Um, like, oh i've been talking with o'brien he's oh, like oh that's no right. yeah oh yeah. no o'brien told you didn't he O'Brien, but o'brien didn't tell no because yeah. o'brien's a good dude right yeah, no, but I, I do love that, like, you know, it's, like, very, very innocently. It's like, oh, I was, talking to, I was talking to Miles. And then Jake is just like, I'm sorry, Dad! And spills every bad thing he's done. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. And, and Cisco's like, reaction to that just being like, oh? <laughs> really, in a way. Oh, there's, there's something I need to know? 
Well, it kind of worked out, though, because I feel like because he'd already, like, had that big outburst, like, the actual thing, you know, Cisco just took it even better than he would have. Mm. So, oh, that's all. That's fucking fine. Rule of Acquisition 112, never have sex with, with the, the boss's, boss's sister. sister. Yeah. That's Caitlin's line. I forgot that that's was this true. episode. No, that was good. Which, that, rule, that which was, rule number was it? That was the one I didn't get the rule no, number. I just episode. wrote down the rule. Yeah, was, that was my quark, always a player, smiley face note. Yeah, I couldn't... Fucking re- hot. Yeah, I forgot that was this one. That's Oh, quark, always thinking with the wrong lobe. Gross. I mean, yeah, not I, really. Not very often. No. Hmm. Hmm. Many loves of quark. Yeah. This is also the week of Odo standing up for alternate life forms. Oh, yeah. yeah but he's like, oh, yeah, let the hollow people be people. Oh, let these <laughs> people... Let these potential people in a universe be potential people in a universe. step on ants. I like that they used a transporter to move an entire galaxy. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no. Universe. That, entire universe. Entire universe. Excuse me. That is yeah. a lot of data. Yeah. So, no, they didn't do that. Nope. that or if they did, they killed everybody. Whoops. <laughs> I think it, you know, it would have been funnier. I don't know why. But just to see, like... O'Brien wearing like just literally silver oven mitts, just kind of like awkwardly carrying it, yeah, like, like a yeah, hazmat suit yeah, or something. Yeah, like it just came out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like a fresh potato. What? Yikes! I don't know why. Because Chris and because Miles. Fair, I guess. Well, you guys stop talking for more than two seconds. (laughs) Go ahead and call this the end. Good, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised we talked as much as we did about the second episode, but that's also because I kind of forgot some of it. There's lots of little stuff. There's a lot of little details. I just really didn't like it. No, it was very... It did not assemble together very well. No, agreed. Well, next week, hopefully we have better episodes. Uh, What are they? They are Profit and Loss and Blood Oath. Not to be confused with Profit and Lace, which is a very, very different episode. That also sounds like porn. That one's much more porn. Oh, good. Uh, if you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, you can follow A Star to Steer Her By on a lot of different fucking places. Holy shit. You can find us on... I haven't done this. It's been like a month. For you, nothing has happened. No time really has transpired and passed. But we have haven't seen each other for like a month Oh, That's shit. true. We've been, show. we've been very busy and or sick. Ames has been very busy. Well, Ames is a fucking I'm... awesome, awesome rock star that you'll never really understand because you don't know her, but she's great. Aw, uh, you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, let's try this again. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, start to steer her by. It can be found where all fine podcasts are sold. We are on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can also find us and give us a follow on Facebook by searching A Star to Steer Her By. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at SSHB Podcast. Or you can go to SSHBpodcast.com and check out our sweet website. Uh, but as a parenthetical, it's really just our Tumblr. Thank you for joining us. As always, I have been Caitlin. This has been Chris. I'm a fucking rock star. <laughs> I'm James and or Jake. <laughs> yes. Mostly James. No. Poor Jake. Jake, Jake will hopefully feel better by the time this episode Rule goes of live. Acquisition 265. James is not Jake. <laughs> Weirdly specific. But he was great, so thanks for being here, James. Yay! And we'll see you next week. Yay!